All right, Jonathan, welcome back to another podcast. Rory, how are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Um, Obviously, you're sitting in sunny Spain at the moment while the rest of us are getting soaked here in the UK and Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's quarter to 12 uh, yeah. on a Monday night over in Spain here. And uh, yeah, we obviously it's been a quiet day today um, with it being a bank holiday over in the UK with little going on in the markets. Yeah, not really too much um, happening in the markets today. We've just seen a bit no. of a risk on tone sort of equities, but nothing really too major um, coming out, nothing affecting it. So pretty pretty much a quiet day going there, but not really a quiet um, next seven to 14 days coming out. It's going to be quite busy with data and things, which we're going to get into. Um, we'll yeah, talk awesome. about. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I as you know, I've been away for the last couple of days. So, um, you know, I haven't been as... Uh, active in the market so what we'll do is we'll let you kind of lead lead this one Rory but like looking at today I've had a quick browse over the markets I mean oil seems to be the only mover really um, that continued downfall since last Wednesday really that's the only kind of movement in the market I'm seeing really is oil right yeah I mean we see we see we've seen that sort of continued downfall really you know from that 84 dollars barrel all the way down to 78 now we've started seeing a bit of a jump you know kind of back up to around that um 80 even pushing towards that 81 dollars there Jonathan yeah. and a lot of that you know um was kind of based on we're seeing China there and um, they obviously started um having the, the stamp duty on stocks. So that sort of created a bit of a risk on tone in Chinese stocks today. Then that sort of helped uh, oil going forward. And we still have this narrative of really um, supply issues with um, oil going forward. So we're still seeing maybe demand issues going down, but supply issues are also maybe starting to go down as well and then potentially seeing that imbalance. And that's just what's still driving price higher. But I mean, as we said um, last week and the week before, you know, oil in July went up at a 45 degree angle on the chart. So it was yeah. well due to pull back at some stage. But I still think um, we're going to see that um, move continue higher, potentially above that 84, 84 to 85 level and even up into the 90 level going forward and into the winter when we usually see a bit more demand. Yeah, exactly that. Um, we've got a pretty busy week ahead, uh, especially coming up later in the week, right? Yeah, we're pretty busy week ahead. Obviously, this is Monday uh, recording this. Tuesday, really, um, you know, we're seeing jolts, uh, job openings in the US, not really going to be a major thing uh, throwing markets around. But then Thursday, uh, inflation rate uh, flash year on year for the euro area. And then we have core PCE and personal income in the US on Thursday afternoon at one thirty. Into Friday, uh, 1st of September, so it's obviously the start of the month, first Friday of the month, it's always NFP, and also the first business day of the month is also ISM. So we see uh, US unemployment rate, US non-farm payrolls, and US uh, ISM manufacturing PMI coming out on the Friday. So a bit of a busy day there, really, coming out ahead, and then heading into the following week after that, Jonathan. Obviously, Tuesday, we see the RBA. Wednesday, we see the ISM services, some GDP growth as well in Australia, um, and then into the Friday, some Canadian unemployment rate. And then obviously a few weeks after that, we'll be seeing the FOMC. So first few weeks in September will be quite busy. Um, so definitely a lot of volatility expected there, um, just as we're out of earnings season there as well. Sure, absolutely. Kind of the holiday season is over and we start to see that kind of more volatility in the markets now as well. Yeah, we do. We, we're starting to see a bit of volume as well coming back into the markets. You know, um, you can start to see a lot of people taking summer holidays and, and things like that. So expect a bit more volume coming into the markets and potentially even a bit more volatility. I mean, 
um, things are getting closer to the wire. You know, one thing we've started to see is, you know, especially talking about the FOMC, we'll not talk about it too long, but obviously they're expected to um, keep rates uh, unchanged in, in the September meeting here. And then in the November meeting, they're actually expected to um, raise rates. And that's obviously what the forecast is saying. And that's kind of been priced into the market now, as you can see, you know, we're looking at dollar index, Jonathan, clearing that 104 level. Um, I believe it's momentarily... Decent support now, right? Yeah, it momentarily broke below 104 today, but we're not really mm-hmm. going to talk about that too much. But definitely mm-hmm. that 104 is um, a very good, strong support now. And we're looking for that move up to 104.50 and up towards 105. So I think definitely... Think that's on the table. I, I do. I think it's on the table as long as there's no surprises potentially in the data uh, coming out in NFPs and things like that on Friday, as well as maybe um, looking at how the the um, rates are going to be priced as well for FOMC in November and September. If we started to see even an interest rate hike being priced in for September, then we could start to see the near term dollar moving a lot higher. But overall, um, definitely 105, I think, is on the cards for now. Yeah. Okay, cool. As far as looking at that, let's have a look at a few crosses then. I mean, Looking at pound dollar, uh, mm-hmm. we've seen that kind of that sideways trading. We've been talking about it in the app for a while. Um, obviously, since really the start of this month, it's been it's been locked in that kind of that range between somewhere around one twenty eight and you know one twenty six twenty or so. So we saw mm-hmm. a bit of a breakout there on that last week uh, yeah. to the downside. Um, again, you know, I suppose. In terms of where you see it come from here, obviously, if you've seen dollar continue to 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 rise, you're obviously expecting to see further downside here, right? Yeah, obviously I'm, that that yeah, level def- somewhere around the one twenty five fifty. You think that's going to be breached? Yeah, definitely. That I think that one twenty five is probably going to act as you know as a strong support for now. And um, definitely no lower than one twenty four. But I think we're not going to see as much downside moving as you know we're potentially going to see in the euro. I mean, one thing we do have with the, with the pound is that obviously um, inflation in the UK still remains quite stubbornly high. We're also going to see potential, um, we could see an interest rate mismatch between sort of um, the Bank of England and the FOMC. You know, we could start to see a bit of a catch up there. Um, I'm not saying that we could necessarily see strength in the pound, but we mightn't see the same weakness in pound versus dollar than we would see uh, versus euro uh, and dollar. You know, unemployment rates in the euro area are a lot, are a lot higher. Um, obviously, inflation is a lot lower. GDP is expected to be somewhat lower as well. So I just think absolutely killing euro. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, annihilating euro last week. Um, literally shorted every rally there was, <laughs> and, and took it all the way down. Um, yeah, it was nice. just the definition of selling the tops and buying the bottoms. That was hundred yeah. percent. Last yeah, week, yeah, exactly that. But and I think, think for... what where are we now? I mean, it's it's kind of caught up again. We can't. Today's a dead day. Um, I think. Going into next week again, you see further downside. I mean, looking at potential support levels somewhere around that one hundred eight levels holding up at the moment. Um, but obviously, you think that's gonna that's gonna be broke. Yeah, I think that one hundred eight's holding up definitely for now. But um, sort of any rallies, you know, up towards that one hundred eight twenty, I think could be supported shorts down to around that one hundred seven, um, yeah. potentially even as far down as that one hundred six. Sort of looking at the near term as well in the next couple of weeks. But again. You know, moves like that, Jonathan, um, are always very heavy, data dependent, and always very forecasted. Um, sure. So I never say that moves like that take a long time. Usually, they don't take that long. Um, so if we start to see data coming out as well over the next, let's call it four weeks, uh, four to six weeks, we'll either be at one hundred six definitely, or we'll not be anywhere near, um, as to sort of speak. So, um, 
definitely forecasting a lot more dollar strength, though, in my opinion. So your USD short uh, for now. But as we were saying about cable, I just I just can't see it moving as much. And I think we've said many, many times that we're expecting more sideways action on cable than potentially any other pair out there. Sure. And that's why I was looking at dollar yen. Um, I mean, it's pretty stubborn resistance there, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're seeing that stubborn resistance that, you know, kind of was at 146 level. Uh, we're yeah, out there at the minute. Years, huh? I mean, I, I don't really see it as a resistance. I think the next level we're going to get to is, of course, up to 148 and 150. Um, you know, every time we've seen uh, dollar yen kind of going up to that 150, uh, when we seen it last year, I believe, was it around October, November last year? Mm-hmm. Then we started to see the, the Bank of Japan intervening, obviously with the FX. Uh, and obviously allowing these short-term interest rates um, just to creep that bit higher. Obviously, then that starts to drive a bit a bit more Japanese yen strength. And I think we're probably going to start to see that again. You know, we're already starting to see clues of that in the market, some commentary around it as well. So you're probably getting a lot of profit taken around this 146 to 148 of people anticipating shorts from 150 and looking to try and get out of their positions while the liquidity is still there. I know that obviously... Um, Forex is the most liquid market in the world, but when you're an institution perhaps trading at you know huge, huge sizes, the liquidity just isn't quite the same as, as it would be for us. So probably starting to see some selling action going on now at 146, but I still expect it, Jonathan to go to 150 and potentially even higher because there is the risk that there's no intervention from the Bank of Japan this time. And we could even go higher up to 156. And if, I've even seen some banks in the street saying 160. So um, I still think long positions on USD again. Yeah, definitely yeah. one to watch, but um, don't try, don't try and really um call it short just yet. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, um, so looking, I suppose looking at stocks, I think main one, and I know you put some analysis up on the app there, um, in relation to Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you could talk us through that. Yeah, I mean, we've started seeing um sort of research houses um you know Wall Street saying that they see Apple going up to two twenty, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that they didn't really tag and I didn't get reading into the full report was they didn't really give a specified time period for that. You know, but one of the yeah. time periods that I would kind of give it is by really next earnings coming out. So uh, Apple earnings would be due when November time. So I done a bit of an analysis there on the implied volatility and it says that it potentially may not reach um, the 220 mark by the next earnings. But one thing that we may not be expecting is a stronger than expected earnings uh, coming from Apple. Uh, in November. However, one of the things obviously that come out in September and it'll be released probably in the next couple of weeks will be the new iPhone. So I believe we're going to go on to the is it is it the iPhone 15 we're on to now, is it? Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Jesus, I remember it was the iPhone 3GS. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's probably people you listening. Still got to that. That, you're already... <laughs> I, I I I've actually I've, I've actually got an iPhone four sitting here beside me. So, I've actually got one of those. <laughs> so people are probably listening to this Nostalgia, podcast. Yeah. They're probably listening to this saying, What's that? I only know an iPhone 11. <laughs> you know, I thought they started at 10 or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, you know, we, we'll obviously see that. Um, those sales, those initial sales will obviously be included in that. You know, the back to school year as well, laptop heavy selling, MacBooks as well. So we could start to see maybe potentially a, a strong Q3 from Apple in November. And if we did see that, then yes, potentially. Um, we could see price going from 180 where it is now all the way up to 220. You know, just for a reminder, anybody, and um, that sort of July period there where Apple peaked, you know, it peaked at just under 200. So, and we found support at that 170. So, still quite a big move, Jonathan, actually, you know, to get up to that uh, 220. You know, for 180 now to 220, you know, what's that 20% move upwards? So, 
still a big move there, I believe. Um, but definitely possible. Okay, again, another yep. one to watch on, yep. on Rory's shortlist. Yeah. Um, having a quick look at indices. Uh, and again, I've seen you. Obviously, we've seen some some analysis going through on on the DAX as well. Maybe you can give us a, a breakdown on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're looking at the DAX here. Um, I'm just taking a look at it really in that daily chart. And that's the one I've you know, I've always been telling people to focus on is I always yeah. kind of look, look at the dailies. Weekly doesn't include enough noise. Four hours will always just include, you know, a bit too much noise. But we're just constantly seeing between that sort of 15,600 and 15,000, you know, 460 region. Just DAX is constantly being bought up really from that region and that kind of yeah. 200 moving average it's sloping underneath just seems to be yeah. catching um everything up there we obviously started seeing 15 five there yeah yeah literally and we've just started to see that bit of a risk on mood and um, really following uh friday in the u.s session then following into now uh, monday morning on uh european indices and equities and I think that's really what we're going to see when we see a bit of a quiet day in terms of data. There wasn't really too much come out this morning, Jonathan. So a bit of a breather probably coming into equities there and indices. Um, people just starting to buy up at those levels. Um, probably thinking that this potentially could be the bottom. But if I'm looking at DAX, to be honest, until we break below that kind of 15,400 and get below that 200 moving average, I think it would be very hard to get involved in a long-term short. Um, to be quite honest, I would support shorts down to 15,400 if you can get the entry right. But um, definitely wouldn't be supporting them lower until we break um, solidly below that and until we potentially start to see um, some unraveling around the EU economy and then potentially German economy as well. Yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. Um, I suppose let's have a quick look at gold. Uh, obviously, we've seen a bit of an uptick in gold last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um, mean, we've seen gold what, coming down to that sort of 1880 level. Um, you know, it's it's really been coming down there from what May time, where it's seen the highs of 2080. That was kind of the shorts. Um, very very. There was a day there, it at the was it the middle of May, Jonathan, or start of May. Uh, we've seen it a, a day where gold. I think it opened at like 2040, closed at 2040, but ran all the way up to like 2080. So it was a crazy crazy day on gold, and then from there we've just seen it running all the way down. Um, you know, I've been kind of short in gold, and you know, you've seen the analysis in the app where I've been constantly saying that, you know, I'm just short in gold because I'm long in dollar. And I just think there's that bit of an inverse relationship at the minute sure. um, kind of with them. We see the moving averages there just coming closer as well. But I think over the last couple of days there, especially from last week, just seeing that resistance kind of coming around that 1920 level. Um, I think any sort of push from 1920, 1930, 1940, definitely at the max, we'd be looking to sell that and potentially make that move lower. Um, not too sure if 1900 is going to hold um, for the short short to medium term. So that's definitely going to be one to keep an eye out for. Yeah, I've, I've been marked up there from 1930, uh, looking for a potential sell at that point. So let's, yeah. let's keep an eye on that as well. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be um, keeping an eye on it, definitely, as well as the fundamentals coming out over the next um, sort of two weeks with you know a lot of data coming out. So um, definitely going to be strong. Absolutely. And um, in terms of some of the data coming out later this week, um, you know, in terms of high impact data, I mean, what do you think is going to be key uh, this week? Yeah, I mean, this week we're probably going to see really Thursday and Friday. Uh, well, if we're trading that, if if we're trading, you know, European indices, we do have German inflation rate uh, coming out on Wednesday, so that's obviously going to affect things like the DAX quite heavily as well, maybe some other ind European indices. But really, I think Jonathan, what we're sort of eyeing towards is the end of the week, the thirty first, which is Thursday and Friday. Um, 
you know, we have MBS manufacturing in China, uh, European inflation rate, then we've core PCE in the US, personal income and personal spending. So that's obviously going to put yeah. a bit of pressure really on, again, some European indices in the morning at 10 a.m. when the inflation data is out. And then at 1.30 p.m. when the core PCE comes out, again, that's going to put some pressure on dollar and US risk assets like equities. Um, and then coming into Friday, however, just while I'm finishing that note, sorry, we mightn't see too much because coming into Friday, we do have the NFP. Um, you know, the previous NFP was 187. The consensus now is 170 to 180. So it could potentially come in a lot higher than expected, but we also have the ISM. And, you know, Jonathan, that ISM has been coming down quite steadily for a while now. You know, the previous was 46.4. They're expected to come in at 47. If that continues to come in lower and sort of create that deflationary environment, you know, we definitely could start to see um, that pullback in US indices such as the S&P just continue and start to see gold moving down and definitely dollar uh, continuing to move up. So I think they're definitely the ones to watch out for this week is NFP and ISM on Friday and then potentially a bit of core PC on Thursday. Awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's. I think that's everything. Any, anything else that you want to cover now? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's too much else. I think we kind of covered everything in the app going into last week. Um, you know, there's a there's obviously a bit of data coming out the following week, but we're going to cover that. You know, in the next podcast, we're not going to get too ahead of ourselves. Um, but definitely, I think anybody listening, just keep an eye out the data coming out this week. And um, be patient until the end of the week. You know, you're probably looking at a few trades now. You know, such as like I think we were discussing earlier about you know those gold shorts. You know, it's at 1920. Now, you might just want to wait until Thursday or Friday. Uh, we might see a run up to, you know, 1930, potentially 1940. And that might be the position then to get involved in the shorts if, you know, if it is going to be a short. So I think definitely be patient this week because, you know, if I had a good successful week last week. And the last thing you want to do is give it all away before the, the momentum actually kicks in. Yeah, 100%. You we've, got a, we, we've got an announcement coming up soon as well. So, um we'll be we'll be releasing some more information about what's going on here at the blokes um pretty soon as well yeah exactly uh great can't wait for that awesome yeah, be great right, time thanks right, buddy it's it's, it's 12 o'clock here now so i'm gonna hit the sack yeah no worries no worries thanks very much for jumping All on right. it's great Cheers, buddy take care Cheers. thanks john bye-bye